while you do that. Oh, a hurrah! A hurrah, Baronetron! A hurrah! Oh, can you see me? A hurrah! Hurrah! Are you good? A five by five in the chat. I'm pleased to make for best brief for Intel National of Bear Independent. A hurrah! Oh, that dared to you. Keenan Fegostana, five by five. Thank you very much, Keenan. Hi, everybody. I'm Bear. I'm still a little sick, but you know, whatever. You're over it. Oh, yeah. You're Tell that to dying. my face. It's leaking green You're goo. Listen, You're lady. Dying. Yeah, my wife really knows how to build me up. What's up, everybody? It's Friday. It is the 23rd of February, 2024. And we're going to discuss economic indicators as well as the national intel as sent in by y'all. The email address is intel at bearindependent.com. Bear, I forgot the I forgot the email address. Intel at bearindependent.com. You are trying to provide intel to Bear Independent. Thus, the email address is intel at bearindependent.com. Everybody tracking? Okay, Bear, we got it. All right, cool. And just to reiterate, Intel is shit that you've seen with your own eyeballs or heard with your own earballs. Okay, it's not bear. You got to watch this YouTube video or here's a PDF article that's 433 pages long. And if you read back to page 376, paragraph C, subsection A, no, not interested at all in any of that. Oh my gosh, noisy lady, what are you doing over there? I'm making my breakfast. <laughs> it sounds like you're remodeling a house. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, we're not remodeling a house for at least a decade. That's the deal. I buy you a new house. You know a remodel. One decade. I gotta make it my own house. Though. Bullshit. <laughs> it is your own house. No, it's, I gotta oh my. It. Oh my. Yeah. Y'all pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And demoralized. Well, that was a good brief. All right. I'll see everybody Monday. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Bear Independent Brief 24 February or 23 February 24. Mm. <sighs> Praise the most high for coffee. Let's see. That black buffalo is delicious. Black buffalo? Oh yeah. The buffalo milk. The the black buffalo milk. Yeah, we were we were talking about some retarded stuff in bed this morning. <sighs> Can, can I do the brief now? Yeah. Uh, yeah? You think so? <laughs> you think we should do this? Yeah, it's like a part of my job. It's kind of it kind of ties into how we pay our bills. Kind of ties into how we're paying for this house, you know, that we're building in the front yard that you're gonna immediately remodel. Oh look, a brand new house. It's like a blank canvas. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> the house is, we don't even have a foundation yet. And you're like, I'm going to put a new wall here and I'm going to paint this wall. No. Oh, and maybe if we do a built in here and how about a sofa here? And oh my gosh. You love me. <laughs> yes, I do love you. Which is why you're still breathing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Bear independent brief. 23 February 24. You've probably noticed egg prices are rising once again, unless you have chickens, in which case you're oblivious to the cost of things at the grocery store, which is kind of the column I fall into. 
Over the last month, roughly 2 million birds have been culled in California alone as poultry producers wrangle the avian flu worldwide. As consumers grumble over sticker shock deja vu, producers are eyeing the expected swell in demand for eggs and poultry over the Easter holiday, which I don't even know when the hell that is. Brian, I thought you were a Christian. It's I, April Fool's. Is it April Fool's? Yeah. That's hysterical. Um, I read the Bible and I do what it says. So no Jesus one... was resurrected on this day. Just kidding. Oh my gosh. Don't even start me with that. No sign shall be given unto you other than the sign of the prophet Jonah. Three days in the tomb. Friday afternoon to Sunday morning is a day and a half. It's not three days. Oh, shit. He went there. I thought we were doing a brief. Yeah, he did go there. Read the Bible and do what it says. Not man-made doctrines and dogmas. And definitely don't engage in any pagan bullshit. As consumers grumble over sticker shock deja vu, producers are eyeing the expected swell in demand for eggs and poultry over the Ishtar holiday. Brian Ernest, a protein analyst, a protein analyst with CoBank. That sounds like a cool job. I want to be a protein analyst for bank. Bring me another tomahawk ribeye. Said, quote, we didn't see this coming six months ago. Oh, that's very uh, confidence inspiring. Most experts are getting optimistic that it wouldn't appear. And lo and behold, it popped up, end quote. Combined with the drought-derived issues in the Panama Canal, plus the war-related complications for shipping in the Middle East, consumers are getting tired of hearing how, quote, great the economy is doing, while they continue to suffer the consequences of supply chain-related issues. So just how is the U.S. economy doing, really? What is staying the same is this. Housing prices and stock values remain elevated, which is offering some cushion against inflationary pressures for higher income households. For higher income households. Looking ahead, the trajectory of interest rates, which are determined by the Federal Reserve, will continue to play a key role in shaping economic outcomes. So what is changing? In January, the Conference Board's leading economic index, a forward-looking measure of the U.S. economy, continued to predict decline. So cheery. So cheery. Guys, I think 2024 is going to be rough. I also think inexplicably, I don't just think, I believe, I feel it in my bones. Inexplicably, the Father's people are going to be covered and protected. And that's going to widen the gap between the Father's people and the not the Father's people. And that will do two things. One, See, if you ever read the book of Revelation, and I'm not saying we're in Revelation, but I'm saying it's possible per Matthew 24, we might be knocking on the door of it sometime in the near future. Um, one, as that gap widens, the, the not father's people are going to be looking at the inexplicable blessings of the father's people going, why? Why? How are you still okay amidst all this chaos and all this anxiety and this global struggle? Why are you okay? And that's a witnessing opportunity. So that's one way that could manifest itself. The other is, look at those people over there. No, those those God people, they're covered by the blood of the Lamb people. They've got, you know, I'm over here. I'm struggling. I can't pay my bills. I got no food. My kids are jerks. Blah blah blah. And they're they're okay. You know what we should do? We should kill them. And that would uh, delete them, uh, whatever. Yes, YouTube, I said the K-I double hockey sticks word. Um, 
And there goes the algorithm. Who cares? And so as the gap widens between those that are inexplicably blessed because of the covering of the blood of the lamb and those that aren't, the people that aren't covered by the blood of the land will either have an opportunity to be witnessed to and join the winning team, or they will be further cemented in their beliefs that uh, we are the bad people and they will try and act against us, which is how ultimately I think you get to when you read the end of the book, why is there a sea of people working for the the dragon? Who's the dragon? Uh, is, isn't 2024 the year of the dragon, according to the Chinese? Uh, totally not a spy maroon. Okay. Um, but where does this sea of people, this river of people come from that are trying to attack the elect, the endurance of the saints? Revelation 14, verse 12, those that have a testimony of Yeshua HaMashiach and keep the commands. Well, there's a sifting going on. And I think 2024, this sifting will continue between those that are the elect, those that are the chosen, those that do have the covering of the blood of the Lamb, and those that don't. Just just saying. And this is one more way that's going to manifest itself is economically. Uh, now, this ain't me preaching. I don't have a podium here. I don't have a pulpit. I'm just, I just feel this in, in my bones. I feel it in my guts. That's a big part of what's going on right now. And if you can love the Lord your God, everything that you got, when things are terrible, your faith is is founded strongly in the proper things. Not this health, wealth, prosperity, gospel bullshit that people like Osteen preach, but the real stuff. For a bear onesie, for the mini bear that's coming. Thank you, Esandring Pearson. Person? Uh -huh. Esandring. Esandring's cool. I talked to him on the phone at one time when we did that call-in show. He drives the truck. Yeah. Yep. We'll do a call-in show some other time. I, I enjoyed doing that. Um, we'll see what happens. Things have been a little crazy here lately. But um, after I get through, by the way, still tactically on sabbatical. After I get through sabbatical, after the, the, the new kid manifests itself on the physical plane here, um, I've got some, uh, I've got some ambitions for the channel, the the main channel here, Bear Independent. Uh, some some slight tweaks, I think, that are going to make things better, and uh, maybe we'll bring the call-in show back. We'll see how it goes. Bear, you're wasting my time. Get back to the brief, okay? Or or go away. Well, you could also think about potentially doing that. Uh, let's see. All right. A forward-looking measure of the U.S. economy continued to predict decline. However, amid this decline, there emerged a notable shift. It no longer signaled an impending recession for the year. Yes, the U.S. economy continues to surpass expectations. Still, the index projections show a sharp slowdown in economic activity by the second quarter, so it's a bit of a mixed bag. In fact, this lady has the greatest name, Justina Zabinska-Lamonica. A senior manager at the who makes this shit up? Somebody like that. That's a dartboard name. They just put a bunch of different syllables up on a dartboard and they just started throwing and they're like, Congratulations, your new operative name is Justina Zabinska Lamonica. A senior manager at the organization overseeing the index made note of persistent challenges like declining weekly hours worked in manufacturing and a persistently negative yield spread, saying, quote. While the dec declining LEI continues to signal headwinds of economic activity, 
For the first time in the past two years, six out of its 10 components were positive contributors over the past six-month period, ending in January 2024. As a result, the leading index currently does not signal recession ahead. While no longer forecasting recession in 2024, we do expect real GDP growth to slow to near 0% over Q2 and Q3, end quote. Still, she noted that six out of 10 of the index's components showed positive contributions over the past six months, which is a marked difference compared to previous trends. Cold Steel Collector 808. Aloha, Bear Nation. Shaloha, bro. What's up? Good morning to everybody in the chat. Scrabble Tiles. That's funny, Fluster Club. That's funny. Maybe that is how they came up with that. What is that name again? Justina Zabinska Lamonica. It's like, like, pick a creed. Justina is not, I don't know, Zabinska? So what, you're Eastern European? Mon Monica. We should no. start calling Mon Lamonica. I like it. Approved. I'll contact HR, yeah. which is Lamonica. <laughs> Let her know. We've approved your name change. You're now Lamonica. Meanwhile, much of the major economies in the world continue to sink into a deeper and deeper debt. According to the New York Post, quote, each of the world's major economies has a serious debt problem caused by too many years of irresponsible budget policies, zero interest rates, and could make it all the more difficult to avoid a recession and renewed financial strain at home, end quote. Oh, is Bjarg back? Where's Bjarg at? Morning, Andy Barnes. I saw Bjarg. I saw Bjarg in the chat. That's awesome. Bjarg, great name. Norwegian, Scandinavian for sure. Do, 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 do. Previous reports have covered China's current real estate crisis and youth unemployment. Japan has a public debt over two and a half times its GDP. The United States, nearly $1.5 trillion of commercial property debt is going to mature in the next two years. And right now, vacancy rates are still staggeringly high post-pandemic. I saw somebody, uh, I think it was in the Arte Syndicate, was asking, what do you guys think about co-working spaces? And I was like, mm, I remember uh, when the pandemic hit and there were all those co-working spaces that instantly went out of business because nobody was going, everybody built home offices. Nobody went into working co-working spaces anymore. And, you know home office, you're sitting at my dining room table right now. So it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't need a full-blown home office. You know what I mean? No. Well, you get by with the dining room table. I get by with the dining room table. And <laughs> we only got like, what, 26 families that work with us? Uh -huh. We're only on four continents. You know, there's, only, the there's only a couple hundred thousand people at this channel. And I got a, I got a, piece of shit laptop and a webcam that Matt Goza gave me nine years ago and uh, a dining room table. And here we are. Let's see. Do, 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 do. While this almost feels like a counter argument to the first part of the report, this is the summary. While the data appears to predict an avoidance of a recession, the economy is still expected to slow and for, cons for the consumer, Multiple global supply chain issues are canceling out much of the feel-good results of the national economic success. Moreover, the mounting debt around the globe is concerning. 
In the words of American Enterprise Institute senior fellow Desmond Lachan, or Desmond Lachman, quote, the world's economic policymakers could mitigate such a day by recognizing we are sleepwalking to a world crisis and taking measures to make our debt more sustainable. If they don't, we should brace ourselves for economic turbulence at home and renewed financial market strains as economic troubles abroad spill over to our shores. End quote. Exactly, Alex Toder. See, economic success. And that see, here's the thing. They're looking at data. And dare I say, most people who get paid to look at data are in a certain tax bracket. The rest of us, the normies out here, you know, who've got calluses on our hands and holes in our shirts and, you know, mud on our boots, work for a living. Um, I don't believe that the data lines up with the reality. Now, it's not as if we have any historical basis for that summation, you know, where there could be, say, a certain global scenario that played out um, where there was a, you know, I'm trying to pick words that aren't going to trigger the algorithm. It's bullshit. You know, say when there's like, uh, there's like a wet market next to a bio lab in China, you know, and then like some like ooey gooey slip out of the wet market and the whole world gets the flu. Remember when that happened and then the data said one thing, but the reality was another. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Like what? What was that, four years ago? Yeah. And so now we have another set of data that's saying, no, no, things things aren't terrible, but they're not great either. And it's like, dude, people can't afford basics. I want to know what drugs they're on. I want to go to that planet too, says Bjarg. People can't afford basics. You know, just freaking groceries, man. Uh, we have three soon to be four children, two adults and three children. And our grocery bill has gone like on the week has gone from like a couple hundred bucks to 400 bucks a week. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it's like 400 bucks a month. It is not $400 bucks a month. It is 400 bucks a month. It ain't 400 bucks a month. Who does the grocery shop? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Anyway, hey, what are you doing over there, man? I'm chopping my ice. You, like, Leave me alone. You're making all the noise. Yeah, I like, thank you. Affecting my ability to concentrate. So, and, um, like, we have, uh, we have, well, first of all, you don't buy my food. I buy my food. Yeah, your grocery bill might be yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <coughs> That's true. And when we go to the store, I'm swiping my card so you don't have to swipe your card. Now let's add in feed for the animals, right? 
Like, not just people food. People food's one thing. Feed for the animals. Shit's expensive is my point. Maybe I was speaking in hyperbole. I'll give you that. But it's gone up significantly. Um, real estate is very interesting right now. Because at least in the area that we're in, things um, got very expensive post-pandemic. And they're still comparatively very expensive. There, You can't buy raw land now. Just a comparable number of acres. We bought a piece of land, good-sized piece of land, with houses and wells and barns and creeks and streams and ponds uh, for less than what you you can buy raw land for of the same amount of acreage now. But there's a large uh, inventory on the market now. There's a lot, a lot more land for sale than there are people to buy it right now. Um, so it appears that the market has peaked. And hopefully prices will start coming back down again. We'll see. Because uh, after I get this house paid off, I'm probably going to buy some more land. Because. Um, so. Can't make more of it. Just outside of Columbus, Ohio, I've seen land go for $82,000 an acre. That's retarded. Um, that's, that's dumb. That's and dumb. Generally, like, subdivision land. You know, like, if you're buying an acre in a subdivision, you can expect to pay yeah. fifty to 100000 usually. But, like, if you get out in the sticks... It usually doesn't go for eighty-two thousand an acre. Raw land out here was going for mm, fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars an acre. Yeah, and it's yeah. up as high as uh, ten grand an acre in some areas 10 now. To 15. Ten to fifteen, which is <laughs> stupid. Um, it's stupid, but a lot of that is post-pandemic. There's a honestly, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of Texans moving from Texas to Oklahoma because there's a lot of not Texans moving into Texas and the cost of living and the quality of life is decreasing in Texas. Uh, well, the cost of living is going up, quality of life is going down and people are like, well, I could buy, you know, a four bedroom, two and a half bath house on a quarter acre in a development for $769,000 in North Texas. Or for three quarters of a million dollars, I can buy hundreds of acres with the house and the shop and all and wells and creeks and all that in eastern Oklahoma. And people are doing that. So, but even the Texans, there's a lot, there's a lot more land on the market now than there are people to buy it in eastern Oklahoma, which I'm okay with. So let's do the national intel. Okay, Ben. Sorry, guys. I'm a little, I'm a little frazzle-brained this morning. Um, not that there were any distractions in the background or anything, but you know. You should go put on pants. It's nine o'clock in the morning. You Real should put, pants. you should put on pants. Real pants. Baron Pen bonus until 23 February 24. 
My brother is a pharmacist in downtown Cleveland, to which he confirmed that pharmacies are down. Yes, there was a giant um, denial of service attack yesterday. You guys are tracking on that, I'm sure. Between AT&T and uh, the pharmacy servers and certain banks and yesterday. And then the X-Class Solar Flare. This was kind of shit show yesterday for comms. Um, I'm sure you guys are tracking on that. Right? Right. Cool. Um, S2 Underground did a, uh, what, what do they call it? The Wire. Very short, very brief little updates. They're very good. You guys should be following S2 Underground. And um, one of the things that they were talking about in that little update was that in the future, expect that if somebody is going to, there's going to be cyber attacks on the Camo infrastructure, that it would make sense that those would be timed um, with these solar flares because that diminishes radio capability as well. I thought that was a good insight. So, yeah, yesterday was kind of a shit show for Camo. Um our brother saw survival applications and weapons systems had a really good video on uh, Camo as well yesterday. So go check those things out. Next, I work for a company called Fidel Farms. Fidel or Fidel has their own pharmacies and doctor's offices on site and their employees to get prescriptions filled in case we get sick or hurt. Both are combined and the pharmacy has a waiting room that is usually stocked with over-the-counter meds. I was in their pharmacy picking up a prescription this morning and noticed a sign on both plexiglass windows that read limit one bottle of cold medicine and two items of other over-the-counter meds per person. We are having supply chain issues. End quote. Yep. Usually their shelves are stocked really well, but they did have a lot of empty spaces this morning. I have not been in any other pharmacies in the area to see if they're having the same problems. Has anyone else noticed supply chain issues with pharmacy meds? Yes. We've been talking about this for 18 months. And it's that time of year. People be getting sick. I myself have green goop falling out of my face. I, uh, gosh, I feel like a broken record when it comes to supply chain. I have been telling you guys and girls over and over and over and over and over again. One day, we're going to wake up and the things we need just won't be there. They just won't be there. And so that's part of preparedness. What is preparedness? Preparedness is physical insurance to mitigate risk so that you can perpetuate normalcy for the people that you love. Let me repeat that. Preparedness. You ready? Again. You're stockpiling physical things to mitigate risk. It's insurance to mitigate risk to perpetuate normalcy for the people that you love. That's what it is. It's an insurance policy. I get these questions all the time. Like, what happens if the world ends and I didn't get to use all of my preps? When you're seeing too many people focus too much. Yeah, the, the prepper guy is about to say this. Yeah, you focus too much on preparedness. You should be prepared. But preparedness is your 10% oh no shit hit the fan context. It's not your 90% everyday life context. And I'll tell you the, the primary means that I've observed, myself included, where people have had to use their preps, are injury, illness, and job loss. 
It's not the Panamanian paratroopers. It's not hurricanes and tornadoes. It's not wildfires. It's not denial of service attacks. It's not cyber hacking. It's not the invasion on the southern border. It's not the tyrants in D.C. It's injury, illness, and job loss. It's physical insurance. So what if you had car insurance your whole life and you paid the premium every month and you never got into a wreck and never had to use it? You'd go, well, thank God it. I had insurance in case something happened. Exactly. You got life insurance and you never got smacked in the forehead by a Mack truck and you never had to use it. Are you pissed off that you never had to use your life insurance? No, you just it's just a thing. It's an insurance policy. Preparedness is the same way. And there's a, there's a handful of people, there's a subset of the population that's into preparedness that hate their lives the way they are right now. This is one group. They hate their life the way it is right now. So they pour into preparedness, hoping that the world will end so they can be some kind of wasteland warlord or go live back in the woods and grow a beard like Gandalf and bushcraft their way to prosperity after the balloon goes up because that validates the fact that they hate their current life so they can't wait for their current life to go away so they can live the way they want to live post-event. Well, homie, just take some personal responsibility and live the way you want to live now. If you want to grow a Gandalf beard and live in the woods, do it now. Go ahead. There's another subset of preppers. The people who get spun out of control by everything. And part of this is force-feeding yourself on the propaganda that comes through the rectangles. right? Because the world is filled with shit. It's filled with it. You can find 10 reasons on any given day that you should chew all of your fingernails off and crawl into a hole in the earth and stay there until the world ends. It's easy to find all that. And then what happens is people will, they'll be influenced by this external propaganda. They'll get spun up into a tizzy and then every little thing, oh my gosh, the eclipse is coming. Oh, my, did you see the cell towers went down? Oh, China with their hypersonic missiles, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You, what that is, is your everyday life is not squared away. And so now you have anxiety because you're not prepared and you're not functioning to your fullest potential in your everyday life. And that transfers over into your preparedness. So every little external threat is enough to cause you to spiral the drain. So the indicator there is instead of spiraling the drain, get your poop in a group in your normal everyday life. Have meaningful relationships with your wife and your children because perpetuate normalcy for the people that you love, which means implied task, establish normalcy. You need normalcy first, and then you need an insurance plan to mitigate risk so you can perpetuate normalcy, okay? And when people get spun out about all these external prepper indicators, it's because they don't have the basics nailed with preparedness, with their insurance policy. Dude, it's basic shit. Food, water, shelter. Start with that. Food, water, shelter. And the ultimate question is, how long can I stay home for? If I had to stay home for X period of time, could I? And you can always go one step further, right? Oh, no. There's an X-class flare and Camo's down for a week. Can I stay home for a week? Hopefully the answer is yes. There's a massive nor'easter and the roads are closed for a month. Hopefully the answer is yes, right? 
There's a pandemic. Can I stay home for three months? We did when COVID started. Okay. But what if the grid goes down and we got to stay home for seven years? Well, that's a little bit longer of a time frame, isn't it? But you start with, can I stay home for a week? Can I stay home for a long weekend? Right? Food, water, shelter, basic shit. Commo Intel security. Basic, 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 basic stuff. And the reason people, in my observation, the reason people get spun out on this prepper stuff is because they don't actually have the capability to be resilient and independent of the broken system. Thus the phrase bear independent. Independent of the broken, fragile system. And so instead of action over anxiety, instead of getting spun up around the axles, because did you see what Xi Jinping said? Ah! I was like, dude, do you have food? Do you have water? Do you have shelter? Can you stay warm? Can you stay cool? You got some homies? Oh, you're good. You're good. But it can't be as basic as that. It actually is. See, there's a war for your brain and your soul every day. And the enemy wants you spun up in your brain and your soul to make it hyper complicated, to make it seem like there's nothing you can do about it. When the actuality is, it's very basic. Food, water, shelter. That. Can you do that? But what happens if the Russians show up? Dude, if the Russian, if a T-90 tank comes over the top of that bridge right there, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to bounce. What's the likelihood of that? Far less than the electrons stop flowing. Far less than the water stops flowing. Far less than I get into a motor vehicle accident. But see, people don't have the standoff to take the time to analyze the problems because they're bombarded by all this propaganda to get them spun up so that they will overreact because now it's much easier to tug the strings on the little puppet that is you when you're not focused on the solution, you're focused on the problems. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Now, it doesn't mean uh, supply chain isn't a potential threat. It is. Which means get what you can now while you can. It's as simple as that. Because at some point, the ability for you to get what you need will be diminished. Maybe even go away. When? I don't know. The father doesn't tell me those things. He says, hey, prepare. I say, cool. When can I stop? And he'll say, I'll let you know when. When you're there, I'll tell you. See, and I, I scare some of y'all because the father told me seven years. I need seven years of food. But I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't know if seven years means a family of one, my family, for seven years, or 14 families for half a year. I don't know. I just know he told me seven years. And some of y'all are like, seven years? I don't even have three months of food put up in my pantry. Awesome. Well, then do what you can. And if the father tells you 90 days, good. That's what you do. He told me seven years. So that's my goal is seven years. But I need to do what I can 
See, and that's really important. What can you do? I need to do what I can now to work towards that goal. Because at some point, see, and it, every week, every Friday, we get reports about, hey, guys, did you know that the supply chain's going to shit? Yeah, I did. I've been saying it for 18 months, two years, and I feel like a broken record. It, it annoys me, honestly, because I'm, I'm hoping that y'all on that side of the camera are picking up what I'm putting down. Because I don't want you to get caught with your pants down. One day you go to the store and there's nothing there. And you're like, oh, shit, Bear, it's real. And I'm like, I've been telling you for two years it's real. Right? I, like, I'm not crying the sky is falling. I'm telling you actualities. Especially when we talk about inside the, the medical industry. I own Refuge Medical. I am the owner of Refuge Medical. If we don't pay our taxes, I'm the guy that goes to prison for Refuge Medical. Okay? I'm the guy at Refuge Medical. Founder and CEO. I am intimately familiar with what is happening on the medical side of things with supply chain. Whether that's prescriptions or components or manufacturing capabilities, or military law enforcement agency purchases, trainings that are going on, what the ATF says you can and can't do. I'm very familiar with all of that. And I tell you guys what I can on that side without upsecking other people. And I feel like a bunch of people are just like whistling Dixie, man. It's no, it's no big deal. Like you guys are going to freak out one day. I'm going to freak out one day when I go to order gauze and there's none to get. Gauze. Gauze is hard to get, y'all. It'd be like that, right? Because the Department of Defense is buying literal tons and tons and tons of it. Ukraine war, it, as of tomorrow, will be the two-year anniversary of the start of the Ukraine war. And Israel, Hamas. And then a couple dozen minor skirmishes around the globe going on right now and one day your kid's gonna fall off of a bike and you're not gonna have gauze to put them back together again or worse yet your shtf plan is to get into and win as many gunfights as possible when the balloon goes up and somebody you love is gonna get shot stabbed blown up and you're not gonna have the shit you need to put them back together again and at some point i have to absolve myself of the responsibility of saying for two years hey get what you need to get while you can the supply chain's weird. So, just to foot stomp this, supply chain's weird. Okay? Cool. Next, I'll preface this with while I'm not there, Fort Bliss never conducted an exercise like this while I was stationed there. In my nearly two decades in the Army, I've never seen an exercise like this from Fort Bliss's Facebook. In the future, Fort Bliss will conduct a black start exercising, testing its emergency and standby energy generation systems, key infrastructure, and equipment. The exercise is a Department of Defense requirement for its services to conduct a planned power outage, temporarily turning off the installation's power for an extended amount of time. This allows the installation to test its ability to operate without power in an emergency and bring those systems back online. Date and time of the actual exercise is currently protected under operation security, but will be shared with our community as we get closer to execution. <clears throat> Understanding the significance of this exercise and everyone's concerns, we will post information on this page, the Fort Bliss website, blah, 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 blah. The digital garrison apps announcements feature and the garrison's alert notifications to keep you informed. 
This information includes power outage preparation tips, what to do in an outage, traffic safety, medical, EFMP needs, and what to do once power is restored. All of your talks about the weakness of our power infrastructure and now this. It would seem the Army is preparing for something and maybe even warning us about it. Well, black start of a military base. Interesting. It's going to be significantly easier to black start a military base than it is to black start the grid. Uh, but I digress. And I, I'm, I'm not here to fearmonger. I'm just... See, I've got to take it to 10 sometimes to get the people who are at a one to maybe jump to a three or four, to maybe take it a little bit more seriously, you know? And so I don't want, I don't want those people who are already at a seven to jump to a 12 because of this information. You do not have my permission to freak out, just so we're all on the same page here. You do have my permission and my blessing, not that you need it, to live your life and to be as prepared as you possibly can be without sacrificing your everyday life. And that's what people miss. You're going to die one day. We're all going to die one day. And if your wife and your kids don't love you and feel better for knowing you because you spent your time worrying about conspiracy theories, you're missing the mark. You have a biblical responsibility for provision, protection, blessing, and preparedness can and should be part of that. But it's part of it. It's not all of it. If you don't have a roof over your family's head, I don't care about how much rice and beans you have put up. You need to fix that problem first. And if you don't have meaningful income so you can keep the wolf away from the door, then you handle first problems first. First problems, immediate problems. What are we going to eat this week? Where are we going to live this week? Don't worry about preparedness. Then, when you've got your first problems handled, you move on to second order, third order, fourth order effects, like maybe I should have an insurance policy in case of injury, illness, job loss, so that we have some food to eat while I recover or find another job, a.k.a. preparedness. Then, if the balloon goes up, all this prepper fantasy bullshit, if the less than 1% statistical probability that some of this prepper fantasy bullshit happens, you have what you need to not just survive but thrive in SHTF. But if we're being completely honest, if you're sacrificing your daily existence to prepare for some amorphous, unforeseen, unspecified threat, just dollars and cents, that's a terrible investment. Terrible return on investment. Horrendous return on investment. Do not advise. And then most people only quantify cost in dollars. They don't quantify it and they, they don't realize opportunity cost. If I'm doing X, I can't do Y. They don't look at the time cost, which is literally irreplaceable. Jeff Bezos can't buy one more minute of life. Okay. So all the time that you spent doing these things that aren't building up you 
in your relationship with the Father and your relationship with your people and your well-being and your knowledge and your skill set and your mindset and your heart condition, right? Joy, does it bring you joy? Are you happy to be doing this or does it grate against your soul? Right? But but I got to... I got to have food in buckets in case the world ends. Like, dude, your world might as well end right now because your life is miserable. So you fix first things first. You handle first problems first. Then you move out from there. Why do you think at this channel, which is an air quote prepper channel, we don't just do intel briefs. I don't just do gear reviews. And how many gear reviews have I done lately? Essentially zero. Why? Because there's tons of other people who are doing it, and that shit's gay. Because you don't need to buy any more gear. You probably have enough. Okay? What do you need? You need a relationship with the Father. That's why Bear reads the Bible. Also, if you have a problem with that, Bear is an ordained pastor. I know. I was just as surprised by it as you are. And I'm still trying to figure out how to navigate that. But yeah. I read the Bible on camera, and I do what it says in my everyday life. You need that. Then you need relationships with people that matter in your life. Your family, your friends, your loved ones. You need that. Because there are two great commands. Love the Lord your God with everything you've got. And love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't have any people around you to love, how are you supposed to observe that second part? So you need that. Then you need joy, fulfillment, purpose, meaning. Look at what we're doing at this channel. It's not just about prepper shit. It's not just about how the world's going to end. It's how to have meaningful relationships. How to be independent of the broken, fragile system. Whether that's with CEO Bear talking about how to run your own business so you can get off of the hamster wheel and make your own money. Employ people that you love. Do meaningful shit. How to raise your own food, right? Homesteading and agriculture and gardening. How to how to pour into others through the ministries. Right? To go out and do meaningful work that extends outside of your own circle, whether that's helping somebody you never met before after a hurricane or a tornado, or rescuing a kid that's been serially raped by assholes so you can put them back together again and make sure bad shit happens to that asshole. And then, yes, you should have food in buckets. You should have some extra boxes of mac and cheese. You should have ammunition and detachable box magazines for your AR-15. But don't glamorize all that shit. Because when you need it, if you need it, things are going to be terrible. So do not hope for the terrible. It's an insurance policy. I have life insurance. I have life insurance in case I get hit by a Mack truck or one of these cartel assholes finally finds Bear and puts a bullet in his forehead that my wife will not be destitute for the rest of her life. But I don't hope to use that insurance policy. It's not your identity. It shouldn't be your identity. It should exist and it should be robust. And it should be able to mitigate whatever the threats are that caused you to institute the insurance policy in the first place. But it is not the reason for existing. Do not make an idol out of preparedness.
Do not make an idol out of preparedness. Or out of your guns, or your food, or your knives, or your bushcraft axe, or all that other shit. It's all, it's all just stuff. It's a golden calf. And I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Serve Elohim. See, because when you when you do the right things, you are blessed as a byproduct of doing the right things. And again, it doesn't... <laughs> Thank you for attending my TED Talk, Bear Style. Esandrin, bless you. It doesn't mean you shouldn't have the capability, but stop worshiping the capability and seeking out scenarios that will uh, validate you having the capability in the first place. Uh, we got a little bit more national intel here. I will try and read it and shut the hell up. I am a nurse practitioner in North Dallas suburb. Move. I've been a nurse practitioner in the North Dallas area for 30 years and have never seen such a disruption in pharmaceuticals in my 30 years. Yep. Hey, guys. How about a quick plug? Refuge Medical. And if you need a Jace case, you can go to Refuge Medical and get your Jace case through us as well. So meds, medical equipment, all of that. Promo code is Bear Nation. Gets you free shipping. Number one, there are drugs that we are only getting on allotment from a large national medical supply company, Lidocaine, Betamethasone, and Rogam. We use Betamethasone in our pregnant moms that we fear will deliver prematurely. It helps to toughen up and mature the infant's lungs. The oxygenation of a newborn is pretty important, especially a premature one. Lidocaine speaks for itself. <clears throat> then there is Rogam, which is given to pregnant women who have a negative blood type. If mom if mom has a negative blood type and baby has a positive blood type and there is any intermingling of blood, especially during labor, then mom's body will mount up antibodies. If these antibodies are present for future pregnancies, the antibodies will attack the blood of any further infants in utero that has a positive blood type. This event can kill future infants revolt, resulting in a stillborn. Number two. A large pharmacy that starts with a C and is not Costco cannot get the generic uh, for Prometrium and Provera, which are progesterone hormones that are used to control women's uterine bleeding issues. Number three, <clears throat> our post-op patients often have difficulty getting their pain medications that contains hydrocodone from any given pharmacy. Since it is a controlled substance, it cannot be transferred to another pharmacy even within the same chain. It takes initiating another prescription to another pharmacy. Throughout all pharmacies, it is taking too long to get new prescriptions filled for acute illnesses. Again, you can go to Refuge Medical. You can get your Jace case through Refuge. You can get all your medical components through there. And if you're stocked up, good. Mazel tov. If you're not, come see us. One of my patients that I saw before noon had an outbreak of shingles and a prescription was not ready until 8.45 p.m. and the pharmacy closed at 9. It would take longer than 15 minutes to get to the pharmacy, so the medication start was delayed until the following morning when the pharmacy opened. This caused more of an outbreak with very painful lesions and by, mid, by midday. My 93-year-old father-in-law had lithotripsies, 
to break up a kidney stone and was done by noon. He was supposed to start his antibiotic by bedtime. His prescription was not ready until the next morning and by mid-afternoon, the day after his procedure, he had a fever of 101. He had to go into the surgeon's office for an antibiotic injection. That was a great use of Medicare and insurance dollars. I personally feel like these issues are only going to get worse as far as timely medical care, medicines, and lack of availability of medical recourses that we are used to. Yeah, not my words, there's. Next, while at SHOT Show, I caught up with a sales rep that I know that works with a large ammunition manufacturer. He had just gotten out of a meeting, was physically shaking, and his eyes watered. He said, the rumors are true. I chuckled a bit and asked which rumors he was referring to, as there were a plethora of them in this industry, and he proceeded to tell me that one of the main components of gunpowder is in very short supply. He then took a few drags of his cigarette and told me that the company that he works for is projecting that 2024 ammunition production will be 30% of what was produced in 2023. To clarify, that is not a 30% decrease, but rather a 70% decrease from 2023's numbers. He then told me that he was going to have to find a different job because he couldn't make a living if he had nothing to sell. This individual is not new to this industry or to the company that he works for. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Um... You need ammo for SHTF, but I will reiterate, if your plan is to get into and win as many gunfights as possible in SHTF, why even bother? Why even bother? It's stupid. You're just playing a game of statistics at that point. And there are, uh, there are people who are better gunfights than you and I are. And if you have to put a tourniquet on somebody, you got one of these. You put this on yourself or anybody else. This is a soft tee. As we like to say at Refuge, congratulations, you've won the surgical lottery. Okay? Because if you take one of these, you put this thing on, right? All right. Why? Why did I put this on? Because I have arterial bleeding in the extremities. You know what fixes that? A surgeon. Do you have a surgeon on your SHTF team? post-apocalypse and you have a field hospital where you can put people back together again after they've been shot, stabbed, blown up. See, because prevention, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Today, 2024, even as the medical system and the supply chain just is crumbling, if you get shot, stabbed, blown up, at least we have a place to take you. Where are you going after the balloon goes up when you got into your gunfights with all the bad guys out there? And, well, there were 12 of us when we started and four of our guys got shot, stabbed, blown up. Okay, so eight of you, eight of you are going to litter out four guys. Okay, well, that's a fallacy right there. Or you're going to be so freaking smoked. Probably two of them are going to die. 
they're going to bleed out because you couldn't get them off of the X to where they needed to go. What's your Kazovac medevac plan? How are you going to communicate that? Who's on standby to receive the casualties? Do you even know how to triage them? Do you even know the March algorithm? Let alone prolonged field care. I mean, basic, basic shit. Can you gain IV access? If you can, what are you putting in the veins of this person? What do you have to push through their veins? Anything? Oh, we'll run banana bags. Cool. Not whole blood or RBCs, which can carry oxygen. You see what I mean? Like, why? Why are we playing this game? I'm going to be a warlord in SHTF. Yeah, for a day or two until somebody else shoots you in the forehead and then you're done for. So do you need ammo for SHTF? Yeah, probably. How much ammo? Enough. How much is enough? I would submit it's less than 100,000 rounds. My thoughts. But what if they outlaw civilian sales of ammunition and we can't get it anymore? How are we going to fight the second American Revolution? I don't know. What if two Bradleys show up, overlapping fields of fire, and they take out your SUV that has your four kids in it? That could never happen. Mm, you might want to do a little Google foo on what conflict has looked like around the world. Because, yeah, it totally could happen. Another rep that I know works for a large company in the industry. We met at SHOT Show and have become friends over the years. He is not my rep and therefore feeds information that he hears fairly unfettered and has provided reliable intel over the years. He explained roughly two years ago that the company he works for was questioning the availability of powder. During our most recent conversation, he said that he was likely going to begin looking for work outside of the industry soon because of the issues that most consumers don't realize are present. I laughed and told him that I had considered a similar move. If there's another panic buy, it's an election year and the world is essentially at war. Most of the available inventory will be sold within a matter of days. Some products may take weeks, but staples will likely sell out within days. Once that inventory is gone, there's not sufficient inventory to resupply retailers. This gets back to get what you need now. Check it off the list. Copy, check, we're good. Next. And then every little external indicator out there doesn't cause you to spin into a tizzy. Now, I realize some of y'all have been prepping longer than I have, but a lot of y'all haven't. I've been doing this for damn near 20 years. Every time I clean my barn, I find more ammo. Praise y'all. Okay? So I'm maybe in a different bracket than most, and that's okay. And it's not a flex. It's just a fact. Um... I've been stockpiling stuff for 20 years. I'm probably good. You know what I mean? So now when people are like, oh, no, the ammo prices. I'm like, all right. But we won't be able to train. And did you see the new bill that's going to outlaw militias training and all? Dude, okay, first of all, tell people to pound sand. Second of all, why are, why are you with your mag or your militia group or anything else like that, training in a place and in a way where anybody can see what you're doing in the first place. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe don't announce on Facebook. At 4 p.m. on Saturday afternoon at these grid coordinates, 
12 of us will be training with our mutual assistance group. Anybody who would like to join, give me a phone call at here's my cell phone number. Yeah. Like a modicum of operational security. What do you like? Is the SWAT team going to show up and tell you guys you can't train here? Hey, you're on private property, sir. Do you have a warrant? Also, these are all my friends. I'm saying. Exactly, Striker Kate. Beef up that no muscle. Like, but it it would be illegal. Okay, dude, there's four million laws in the United States of America. You're probably breaking at least ten of them right now. You don't even know it. Okay. Like, what are you so and the, here's the foundational question. What are you so afraid of? Because ultimately, we, we reduce this all the way down. Either your God is God, or your God is something other than God. Simple as that. Either your God is God and is sovereign over all things. And I'm not saying, because there's a lot of people who go, Jesus is my preparation. Okay, well, he who does not have a sword, sell his cloak and buy one. Yeah, Luke 22, 36. Um, but either your God is God and you'll be okay. Or your God is something other than God and you won't be. This is one of the multitude of reasons I love what you do. I think there are many people that don't quite grasp the magnitude of suffering SHTF will bring. Do not hasten the day. Thank you for the invaluable words of wisdom. Bless you, Esandrin. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of guys that have podcasts and shows now that were operational during the global war on terror. A lot of them, you know, but Mike Glover, um, Sean Ryan, Jocko, uh, Life Babin, JP Donnell. There's a lot of guys out there. Ask any one of them. Do you want that shit here? The answer is no. Chad Wright? No. No, they do not. Do not hasten the day. I don't want it here either. It doesn't mean that it might not happen here. And there is a valid argument that if people don't do something, then it will. And the problem I have with that is, do what? Not one person that I'm aware of has outlined an actual strategy other than vote for this guy and things will get better. Not one person. Here's the national level strategy for air quote patriots to resist air quote tyranny in the United States of America to perpetuate normalcy for the people that we love. I've seen that one time. To me, it's pretty basic. Serve Elohim, do righteousness, be able to provide your own food through agriculture, have an inventory, a backstock of food so that you can survive disruptions and services, be able to affect your own security so that outside elements can't or at least think twice about acting on you. Have resilience in the form of water, trees, grass, water. 
be able to move physically with your body, but also with all of your people. Be able to move. Gorilla style stuff. Be able to move. Don't start any shit. Because you don't want two Bradleys shooting back at you. Or a drone. One drone. One will ruin your day. then how do we resist tyranny? You exist. That's how. Seeing suffering is what caused me to prepare. Patriot Plumber. There you go. All right. Let's see if we can get through the last of this uh, national intel. I've had similar conversations with a handful of reps. They suspected a significant panic buy is coming and they would make a lot of money during that panic buy, but are considering leaving the industry now before there's a mass exodus after the supply dries up so that it's easier to attain gainful employment. I've said it before in my emails. The supply is not there. The consumer just doesn't see it because retail purchased so much during the past few years and are sitting on bloated inventory levels. At a minimum, replace what you're using during training. It's expensive, but it's not going to become more available. Additionally, prices are not going down. There is a misconception that this is happening because of the price gouging that occurred during COVID. However, the actual cost of these products have drastically increased and will continue to increase. Unless something changes, ammunition supplies are going to become scarce. Shalom. I work for a nonprofit in Southern Oregon. Part of our goal is to help adults find meaningful employment. Because of this, I keep informed of as many of the local job postings as I can find. The only hospital in the entire county of 70 plus thousand residents posted 29 open positions on the 19th. The vast majority of the medical positions require training and experience. The hospital has been short staffed since before the COVID stupidity, but this is the first time that I've seen more than five or six open positions posted at a time for the hospital. Postings for mental health professionals are commonplace as well and have seen and have been open for over a year. Wait times are so long that many are going to the next county over to get treatment, and we have big counties. The list continues with teachers and school staff with the constant openings posted as well. I also teach a class at a local high school for the nonprofit I work for, and the administration is constantly asking me to apply to apply for one of their open positions. Overall, unemployment here usually works itself out over the summer with plenty of seasonal and labor work. But the overall outlook on the medical and educational sectors looks bad and does not appear to be recovering anytime soon for us. Well, if there were two industries, I would say were most negatively impacted as far as their perception after COVID, I would say it would be medical and education <laughs> and politics as a near third. Thanks for everything you do. The pocket kit I got from Refuge lives in my bag. I take into school as well as the kit I work, as well as the kit I take to work with the youth work crews we run. The other crew leads and myself feel better with your kits and components close at hand. Well, bless you. Thank you. I could see a pocket from where I'm sitting. It's right there. It's awesome. All right, two more. I'm an assistant manager at a state park in Idaho. Recently, about three months ago, I was invited to a meeting with the Upper Brass in the parks on how might the state parks assist in emergency situations such as a man-made or natural disaster. Lots of people were throwing out ideas and concerns, but to me, it felt like the Upper Brass was giving us the warm, fuzzy feel-goods 
so that they could gather information on how many people we could house long term. Which park has a fair amount of people because they were basically little cries with our own water supply, little cities with our own water supply, sewer services, solar panels, running water pumps, things like that. My concern is places like Oregon, California, Colorado State Parks all over run with homeless already. And what if they start using parks to house illegals? In this meeting, I had also heard that the feds are planning on handing out money for places like parks to basically improve their campgrounds for potential FEMA-like sites. <coughs> Last. Good morning, Bear Nation. Quick clarification on the provided intel on the Pine Castle bomb and Gunnery Range Pine Castle Jeep Range. PBGR was closed in 1946, and that was the last time someone dropped a bomb on that little chunk of Orlando. The nice person that reported the explosions out there likely hasn't read or heard the notifications on the county and city social media and local news that there will be a series of detonations on the range between certain hours on certain dates. It's always announced as part of the contract. What is happening is the site is being cleaned up or remediated of all the unexploded ordnance on the range left over from World War II. Let's face it, back then quality took a backseat to quantity, and as such, I have a steady bit of employment for my bomb techs for decades to come. Personally, I provide the third-party quality assurance for the state of Florida to ensure the process is being performed correctly, safely, and efficiently. So I see a lot of what they're disposing out there. Yes, it's noisy sometimes and it'll rattle your windows, but as a career EOD technician, I can tell you it's the safest method. Rendering these safe is not an option. So there's nothing at all nefarious happening in Orlando by the military. Wanted to help clear that up. I appreciate that. Keep doing what you guys do. We love you for it. Yeah, well, we love you back. Listen, EOD man, thank you very much. You know where to go if you need a first aid kit. And I hope that you never do especially at a high rate of speed. So that is the brief for today. Um, it's Friday, y'all. Uh, we are very quickly going to discuss the value exchange. If you're one of those people that jumps off when we do that, get out of here. Beef, beef, skedaddle. Have a blessed day. Shalom. Bye. Um, I also forgot to tell you to subscribe. If you're not subscribed, share the show if you are subscribed. All that YouTube bullshit. Do all the YouTube bullshit. My wife is constantly telling me to encourage you guys to go to bearindependent.com if you need some swag, t-shirts, hats, stickers, coffee cups, whatever, because that is helping to fund the construction of our new house. Because where you, this might not be apparent to you, but uh, we're not rich and shit's expensive. So if uh, you want to help us build a house and get a cool t-shirt in exchange, bearindependent.com, buy something or don't, doesn't matter whatever you're into. Patreon.com, uh, links in the description, by the way, for all this stuff. This morning, I discussed a loadout uh, for an Op4 mission that we did, and I thought it was pretty cool, as well as if you have a mutual assistance group, there's a lot of takeaways there for potential training uh, that you guys could do. Um, you know, not that it's illegal now, but, you know, hypothetically, in a hypothetical world, some things that maybe that you could do, um, take it, run with it, uh, it was a good video. Also, um, on Wednesday, we put out uh, Surviving SHTF in the Rural Areas. Uh, it was like feature-length, 45-minute-long video. Um, really, really good video. A lot of people were like, this one video is worth my 10 bucks a month. And that we get that on almost every video. And then uh, on Monday, we put out um, Skid Steer versus Traco for land clearing. 
and that was an hour and five minute long video discussing the pros and cons of each piece of equipment so and how to employ them appropriately based upon my experience of running heavy equipment since i was four years old so you know if you're a homesteady or have homestead ambitions you should check that video out there's 139 people signed up for the refuge ruckus refugeruckus.com capacity is 400 we're two weeks away so uh come come rock with us we're going to raise funds and awareness for caleb house which is our anti-human trafficking mid trafficking ministry if you don't know what caleb house is you can check us out at caleb with a k calebhouse.org uh, if the spirit moves you if the spirit doesn't no hard feelings man you do you go you know rescue puppies or something whatever you're into um what else? Grindstone Ministries. If you need a Bible, come see us at grindstoneministries.com. We actually, this is cool. We, um, because of, of the number of Bibles that we've given away and or sold at our cost, the Institute for Scriptural Research actually decreased the amount of money they're charging us for Bibles. And so we can now decrease the amount of money we're charging you for Bibles, which we charge our cost. Uh, we don't make money on the Father's Word. And so uh, I think there's a $3 price reduction on the scriptures now at grindstoneministries.com, which is super cool. So if you want to buy a copy of the scriptures, you can do it there. If you want to donate a copy, you can do it there. If you need a copy donated to you, you can do that there at grindstoneministries.com. Share the refuge links, says Fluster Cluck Farms. Well, you know, there's also, there's refuge medical. Um you know, we make the best first aid kits on planet Earth, period, the end. Um, and if you want to support good people of deep faith uh, with 118 saves to date, uh, deployed on four continents with all branches of the U.S. Armed Forces and thousands of law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMTs, and civilians, check us out, Refuge Medical. Your promo code is Bear Nation for free shipping. And uh, there's lots of people that make first aid kits. There ain't another company on planet Earth that does what we do. Um, our shit is no nonsense, guaranteed forever. Everything you need, nothing you don't. Not price point Chineseium garbage like uh, the vast majority of our air quote competitors are. So check us out. And that's uh, that's the show for today. Father, Yah, thank you for today. Father, thank you for letting us wake up. Father, keep us oriented and pointed towards you and focused on the things that matter. Father, let us not be overcome by the world, but let us shine our light out into the world and let the light overcome the darkness. Father, you are awesome and sovereign over all things. Every little thing that takes place on planet Earth, every drop of rain, every flap of a bird's wing, every word that comes out of our mouth, you are sovereign over. And so I pray that you would just keep us rooted and founded in you. And Father, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That we would remember who we are and who we serve and who you are and how good you are inexplicably good to us that don't deserve it but you love us anyway father thank you for the blood of messiah and making a way for us to come home again 
I pray that you would be with all these people today, that you would meet their every worldly need, that you would build witness and testimony in them, Father, that any weapon formed against them shall not prosper in anything within the sound of my voice and not of you. I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and command it to destroy itself because we will not tolerate that. Father, fill us up with light. Pour out your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit on all flesh. And Father, use us for your will, whatever it may be, in whatever capacity you see fit to employ us in. And Father, let us do it with a smile on our face. We love you. And you're incredible. Thank you for this day. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Have a blessed day of prep. We'll go mess with these concrete yahoos in my front yard. I'll see you when I see you. Shalom.